festive. Looking out a dirty old window, outside the cars in the city go rushing by. I sit here alone and I wonder why. Friday night and everyone's moving. I can feel the heat, but it's soothing heading down. I Hello, this is Minute 52 of As If, the podcast about Clueless, where we talk about Clueless minute by minute. I am Corey McLean, your host. Uh, with me today is Megan Tripp. Hello. Uh, and Keith Allison. Hi there. Uh, and we're going to be talking about Minute 52. Uh, we start the minute with Cher finishing telling uh, Christian that her ex-boyfriend, <laughs> ex-stepbrother's friends are having a party. Him responding with solid, uh, a solid little fish, fist bump gesture there from from Christian. Uh, um, Cher talking about a bunch of lawyers uh, being over at her house because her dad has a case and Josh is helping him with it. Um, Christian arriving at the door, Cher whining that she can't be the one to open the door. Josh opening the door, Christian entering and having a very brief conversation with Mel that we actually don't get to see all of it. Um, we end on the line, I'm not offering, I'm af- I'm asking if you drink. You think I'd give alcohol? And that's the end of our minute. I thought this was a pretty fun minute. Yeah, uh, definitely um, definitely not too momentous, though, uh, you know, setting up the, setting up Christian's uh, conversation with Dan Hedaya's character, I thought was pretty fun. And we get a little bit of some nice insight and a shares view of date etiquette, which is always a treat. And... Uh, we get a really, really, I wrote this down, really... Her be- view of what? Her view of date etiquette, specifically, like, keeping the guy, uh, with not ah. answering the door herself sort of thing. And uh, I wrote this down, that Paul Rudd rolls his eyes beautifully. So, that's another thing in pro for this. He does roll his eyes so hard in this scene. He is not a happy Paul Rudd in this scene. <laughs> Cause um, major, major eye strain, probably. Yeah, very spiteful, little... Yeah. Little notion there. <laughs> I gotta say, this scene didn't used to bug me when I was younger. I am so annoyed at Cher and Christian in this scene now. Like, like, I am an adult. Ooh, man. Like, like, if she was whining like that and her dad came to the drawer and acted like that, she would not be going anywhere with him. Like, uh-uh. I know, that whine is something else <laughs> exactly like like that would be a whole conversation that involved her too like it is good that they used the wine sparingly otherwise share would be a lot less what's the word i'm looking for likable right <laughs> <laughs> yes i think yeah i think it's also so good that would the... be like oh my gosh this girl <laughs> exactly yeah uh i think it's also it's also good i think that they use it sparingly because here you kind of get the sense that she's only really whining because she specifically like wants josh to do something for her and it's just like i think she knows you can play up to his uh his his needs to keep her happy i guess in a way or at least appease her so it doesn't become too annoyed in the long run um so in a way it's kind of like manipulating things to her advantage once again in a more annoying sense it's weird that they like because they usually only have her whine at josh yeah <laughs> uh like because she 
she, I had, one of my earlier minutes was when she wanted for him to take her driving and she winded him then. Right, by um, the pool. Yeah. Well, A little uh, bit to her dad, not as much. But daddy! Yeah, like, that's from this minute. Um, I guess you could call it, like, a more sympathetic whine when she's uh, being held up at gunpoint by the guy stealing your <laughs> stuff. Yeah, like, that's not, more like yeah, a, that's not unsympathetic. Yeah, that's more like on the verge of crying sort of thing. That you might have. You know what it is? That's why they have her not we- weirded out by whining at Josh. It's it's Cher not pretending, like, Cher without artifice. Like, she's not trying to, she's trying to control the person, but she's not afraid of them seeing who she actually is, and, like, she's not putting on a face for them. That's why they, okay, now I'm sad, I'm satisfied with that explanation. I've, I've answered my own question. <laughs> Also, she's kind of playing the role of, like, younger sister and, like, oh, you have to help me because I'm your helpless younger sister. That's, I think that's the other thing that, like, this This is the main reason that if Cher were my daughter, we'd be having a big old talk. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like, I don't like feigned helplessness in anyone. No. <laughs> 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 I'm, I'm like looking at my notes that I have on this minute and it's just like oh my god whining so much whining <laughs> <laughs> can we talk about the super awesome retro shot of the pile of legal depositions because apparently lawyers used to use paper <laughs> um, I'm really glad that when I bring my work home with me it involves bringing my laptop home with me and nothing else that is interesting why aren't they at the actual law offices pulling an all-nighter why did he move everything over to his house I think they because s- he's the partner yeah, I think they specifically say at the beginning of the minute isn't it that he had a special case that he forced him to sort of bring it home with him for some reason. Like, it was so big, he had to do it in what would essentially be his off-time hours, like when he's uh, away from the office. Yeah, it's it has to be solved right away, so, like, they have to go through all these depositions, and it literally is, he doesn't want to, like, he's the partner of the crazy, stupid firm that he runs, and he wants to work from home. I mean, I guess you do what you bo- your boss says. It's just usually you would work with your boss at the office after hours you wouldn't then go over to his house and continue working (laughs) but maybe i don't know never worked at a law office (laughs) yeah i mean i i i can see that if your boss was Cher's dad you'd work at his home if he said that you that you were working from his home (laughs) they're probably all happy. that's a nice pile of bricks exactly (laughs) they're probably all ecstatic like hey we get to we get to upgrade, like we get to work in shares, uh, in shares dad's home instead of our office. Like so sweet, like so much more space in there. Somehow, <laughs> I'm assuming that the house is somehow bigger than a law office of a rich firm. Probably not. Probably not. Probably not. Um, but I, that's like how I like to imagine. But it is probably now. it is probably the sort of thing where some like if the partner says, "Hey, I'm like." I need to, I have a daughter, I need to be at home, so we're going to work this from home, like, and this is a, a sign of my trust in you, younger law associates, like, you don't say no to that. Mm-hmm. I think that that's probably the sort of thing. That or he's just really confident in Josh, that Josh will help pick up the slack. Yeah, just bring it over to my ex-son-in-law. <laughs> he'll, he'll take care of everything we need. We get to see how um, Josh looks next to Christian. 
Christian's all smartly dressed and Josh is wearing his very large 90s plaid shirt. (laughs) I like how he takes off his hat. (laughs) Oh, I know. I do too. Let me take you down a few pegs (laughs) right now. I'm not having it. I am not having it. Yeah, yeah Josh. Like, he has he has zero patience for Christian. Josh and Christian's like different sort of lifestyles and views in a way, and like Christian representing the sort of uh, party type or rich guy scene that Josh just likes to deflate so much with Cher, and he's going to keep doing with a uh, with an attachment to Cher, an accessory of Cher's that I think comes across pretty well. <laughs> I think that's pretty that's pretty reasonable. Plus the first line he says is, What do you hear? So he doesn't say like hello, how are you? Yep. I'm Christian. <laughs> Any of the things you would say upon meeting someone. Yeah, it's not not a very <laughs> what do you hear? not a very formal greeting. <laughs> the way Christian Yeah introduces himself. <laughs> nice to meet nice to meet you. Who are you? Are you Cher's brother? Oh, I heard it's your friend's party we're going to. Thanks for letting us know. Like nice, like something horrifically slangy about "Hey, cool, thanks for hooking us up with this connection." I, I am horrific at slang, apparently. Uh, I wanted you to keep going. What's the kids are saying these days. Hooking <laughs> <laughs> me up with the connection. Hello, fellow regular kids. How do you do? <laughs> How do you do? <laughs> Just wanting to connect here at the party. That wouldn't be too far off. That, that wouldn't be too far off from some of the boys we see <laughs> in this movie. The backwards I, cap and the skateboard. Shall I give you my business card? <laughs> so what do you guys think about, uh, what do you think about Christian's interactions with Cher's dad here? Towards the I love it. It's so good. Like, I love how Mel is clearly like, okay, I'm not like, I'm going to let her go with this kid. Like, provided he, I think that he will be relatively safe. His bar is so bizarre. Like, I don't know. We can't, I don't want, we can't, I don't want to talk too much about it because I don't want to, to get into the territory of next week, right, right. next week's minutes. But like, literally we, talking about, like, I'm not offering you alcohol. Like, I'm asking if you drink, like, that's a, a horrific response that you drink conversation. It's just like, it is perfectly what a dad would want to hear. The, the suitor to his daughter. It's like, oh, offer me to drink and drive, huh? Fantastic. Let's do it. Yeah, you get the impression that if Cher's mother were alive, he would make her deal with it. But yeah. since she's not there, he's like, I don't want to have to argue with my daughter about how she can't go out with this guy. And like you said, he's not dangerous he's just an idiot so i don't know because like uh exactly yeah i think that's what he's doing he's like he's assessing how stupid christian is that's completely what the assessment is right <laughs> but i don't know like i don't know if he would leave it all to his to, his, to uh, the mother so much uh just because like i feel there is that you know sense of protection towards like one's offspring uh especially the way that's portrayed in media with fathers and daughters like seeing them as innocent relatively like maybe mel doesn't see that completely with Cher, but it's still kind of wary about the people around in this area that he knows about or that he's wary of. Uh, plus, you know, he gets to tell, he gets to threaten somebody with, uh, you know, <laughs> in the next minute, gets to threaten them a bit. Should they act up? Like, I don't know. I can't decide how much I think he cares. Like, I guess I think he is like sort of meant to be like sort of slightly 
hard-boiled but with like a, a heart of gold in his characterization but I also think he's meant to be really kind of indifferent like he's also the kind of father who buys his daughter a jeep to learn on <laughs> and then doesn't make sure that she doesn't just go driving in it like, and is surprised when she gets three tickets and he hasn't been teaching her to drive and no one's been teaching her to drive. Like, that's not hands-on. Yeah, he kind of has, like, plans and intentions for her, but he never actually, like, acts on it. Because he thinks, oh, it'll, He's a big picture just, person. Yeah, it'll just happen. You know, I have the car and she's going to get her learner's permit or she already has it and, she, you know... She has friends who could teach her, I guess. She'll figure it out. <laughs> she'll take driver's ed at school or some shit. Right. Yeah. She'll, I guess, like, step A is give her the car, step B is question mark, and step C is profit as far as <laughs> being able to know exactly. to drive the car. <laughs> the underwear's gnomes a school of parenting. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> yeah, I, don't, I definitely don't feel like I get to hear a nice pile of bricks too much, but... It's a, it's a wonderful phrase. Yeah, I, I could hear that slang more often. Yeah, I, I could do with that in my TV and film in 2016. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'd certainly like to hear it of my own home. Oh, yes. <laughs> All right, guys. Um, So do you guys have anything you want to plug? I have my podcast. <laughs> uh, it's a podcast where we watch a bad movie and then we talk about it. And specifically, we watch uh, made for movie, um, made for television movies. And um, so far, we've done a bunch of Hallmark and one Lifetime movie. And, awesome. Uh, it's called Not Another Bad Movie Podcast. And you can follow us on Twitter at NABM Podcast. Uh, I just said I'm on Twitter at MST3KFAN123. I'm sure I feel really proud of that signature when the new uh, when the new version of MST3K written by Elliot Kalen starts up. But yeah, there it is for now. Uh, yep. I'm on there occasionally, just popping up here or there, engaging with the social presence. <laughs> awesome. Uh, and I host The Accidental Cinephile, uh, which is posting very sporadically right now, because I have a big girl job that's <laughs> really busy right now. Um, but when I find time, we we record and edit, edit uh, a movie podcast of good movies. Um, and you can find that on SoundCloud and iTunes and at Accidental Pod on Twitter. Um, so next week we've got Dan Costa, Wendy Mays, and Jim Donahue hosting for you guys, um, which should be super fun. Um, and it goes right into the very fun, I think, do we get, you guys might actually get to the Mighty Mighty, they might get to the Mighty Mighty Boss Tones next week, which will be really enjoyable. Um, I really, I hope that, I hope that the, that those guys get to do that because that always makes me like smile. <laughs> Like that randomly the Mighty Mighty Boston's are in this movie just cause <laughs> um, also a great throwaway line about Billy Hol Holiday is also definitely <laughs> in the movie next week uh, or in the in the podcast next week so stick around tune in next week for, for those wonderful wonderful things and the wonderful wonderful uh, voices of Dan, Wendy, and Jim uh, so uh, thank you guys so much for being my guest this week. It has been a delight talking to both of you for, for these episodes. Thank you. Thank uh, you so much. It's been great. And yeah. Alrighty. Uh, we, 
Uh, I hope you keep listening. Yeah. See you next time. Thank you for listening to this episode of As If, the podcast all about Clueless. It is produced and edited by Darren Husted, executive produced and hosted by Corey McLean with my guests, Keith Allison and Megan Trent. Follow us on Facebook at As If the Podcast. Follow us on Twitter at As If underscore podcast. And follow us on Instagram, As If Podcast. Subscribe to us on iTunes, SoundCloud, Shout Engine, or the podcasting app of your choice. Please rate and review if you enjoy. Clueless is owned by Paramount Pictures. No infringement is intended. All rights reserved. Copyright 2016.